0: Hello guys and welcome back to the No Ratings pod. It's a different voice again this time. You had Nebade, who is looking after his child. God bless her. And Danielle who was our co-host is away. So I'm stepping in. I usually produce. I don't do this. So you know, bear with. I'm going to let the guys talk. Um, we've just seen what the streets and what Twitter are calling a Barclays classic. Or as Lee has tweeted, a Blasic. <laughs> Um, which I don't know why you changed classic to it, classic. I don't really the effect it of that. It makes sense. But it sounds like a Leah thing to do. Um, Kieran, as we were offline in the green room, you said you look forward to seeing James because uh, yeah, no, you have just, some words just, for him, some smoke yeah, for him. I just, can so, I, I, can I leave? I'll let you get the smoke out.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm no, allowed to I just, go. now. I was just gonna say, <laughs> yeah. like, it was it was a it was a great game, wasn't it, James? How do you how do you feel no, about it, that game? It, it
2: was a it was a good game. It was a stressful game. Um, as soon as the tide turned in the 35th minute, I knew we were in for a little bit of a long day.
1: Mm.
2: I think the players felt as well. As, it was like we were 2-0 up, and I don't think we felt like... I think the players themselves were a little bit shocked. So once Xhaka started a fight with Trent, I, I tweeted out, I was like, this is you, you don't do that at Anfield. Arteta did it last year where he started a fight with Klopp. It's mm. such a bad idea, because as soon as you get Anfield roaring and against you, it's a long day, and... Uh, yeah. Yeah, we felt that, and I think I honestly think we were quite lucky to get away with the point. Um, so I was gonna. Oh, okay. But <sighs> you've got away with
1: you it. Go. You've got away with one because I can't. Lie, that's think... what I was gonna. I was gonna say, and you got there before me. So I've run. I've run out of smoke. Nice. <laughs> so no, Do you it's
2: true. think
0: that was such a such a big moment? Because I thought Gary Neville was going a bit overboard uh with the Xhaka criticism. I thought. It was just unfortunate they managed to score thirty seconds after that, but it wasn't Anfield wasn't rocking until the goal. Fortunately, they, they didn't respond to the training.
2: Fortunately, for I wasn't watching the Sky Sports coverage um, because I was watching it on my laptop, and Sky Sports on the computer for some reason is behind. Um, so thankfully, I wasn't watching Gary Neville chatting absolute ass. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I was. I can't. I can't remember what I was watching. The like the coverage, um, but it, yeah, I, I hear what you're saying, but any reason for the anfield crowd to the liverpool players constantly doing this and this so if you start a fight i know it didn't directly come from that but that was the turning point and it really it pissed off the liverpool players themselves and they feed off the crowd it works both ways and yeah they scored and then after that we got to half time and i was hoping that after half time we could like we could now come out and be like right regain our thoughts but now nah, for the rest of the game they they just battered us. To be fair, I don't know if we gassed out or what. Um, but it we, to be honest, the last sixty minutes we played as we had in previous years, where they beaten us like four uh, 0 The only difference was we were two 0 up, and we got quite lucky mm. at times.
1: I think Martinelli's getting a bit a bit of uh, like unnecessary smoke as well for that the the pass at the end because he genuinely is probably I'd say he's like the the only player that really him and Gabriel. And that's AJ's just for parts of the game. The only players that like really, really turned up today. And I feel like he's just a very, very easy player to go after. Cause he's not like, he's not coming from the academy. Uh, you know, he's not, he's, he's not as well, I, I don't know. I feel like he's not as well liked amongst the fan base as he should be. I mean,
2: he's actually top scorer this season. I mean, he gets, I think he gets- I hear, a lot I, think aesthetics. I hear what you're saying, to be fair, there was definitely a period where he was frustrating people because, because of his aesthetics, to be fair, when Nketiah was in the team, Martinelli wasn't really performing. And he's not like Sakaway, if he's not scoring or assisting, he's offering so much to play in terms of ball retention and that. So when he's not on it, he's not really contributing. And there was I kind of understood that period. But then since we've had a natural false nine back in the team, that's gone again. Um, but then today, I've not really been following the timeline, but I think it's crazy to go after Martinelli considering he literally scored the first goal, created the second goal and ran his socks off for 90 minutes. So to slightly over hit a pass at the end, I understand, I hear the frustration because that, I genuinely think if we won the game there, I think we'd have gone on to win the title just because we'd have been absolutely flying mentally. Um, But yeah, I I get it. Hold that that thought for a second because
0: we have a Man City that's sign why, That's Adam. why I've Adam's been staying quiet. <laughs> yeah, and uh, we normally do the introductions on the main pod, so this is more of a bonus yeah. reaction, so we'll get your introduction um, recording this first, for those who don't know what I'm on about. But Adam, did you see anything today that worried you, concerned you? What are your feelings after this? Do you think your favourites again?
3: Look, end of the day, like I've been watching City for many years now, unfortunately, because we've been managed by Pep, we have won most titles over the last seasons, last few seasons. Now, the opposition usually has been Liverpool. So, in a weird kind of way, it's less stressful this time because as good as Arsenal are, they're not Jurgen Klopp's Liverpool. You know what I mean? Like, they're a little bit more fallible. And the thing with Liverpool is they always seem to, particularly like 18, 19 seasons like that previously, they grind out results almost like, I don't know, like satanically. Like, they've just scored goals that didn't make any sense. You know, ricochets off the crossbar or all that. Whereas, like, now... We've got this, you know, this Arsenal team are very, very good, but a little bit fallible. And like James said there, I do think the Xhaka bit was the turning point, And that's why Neville did sort of pick up on it in the game. You know, he's, he's an aggravator and we've seen it in the past. And it's sort of, it's not so much, it's like Xhaka could get himself sent off, but then you've got the added element of being at Anfield. That'll change the tide, the crowd behind you. Um. So I think now, like, you know, it was... The title races are psychological and that will have been a psychological blow for for Arsenal I think um you know Ramsdale probably bailed you out in the end because it could have been a 5-2 score given the second half I'm quite happy um <laughs> so I
0: what did, was this? 17 bro. days till 17 days till you've 20, you face faced each other yeah. it feels like that's what it's going to come down to I'll be honest I think who wins that whoever wins that <laughs> wins the league
3: Yeah. Do you feel
0: more confident after that now, Adam Uh,
3: and James as well? Yeah. You know, so like, I'll go first. Like, I think you know, we beat them at the Emirates when we weren't playing that well. So you know, at the time, like, I think we've come into form now. I think at the time we beat Arsenal. You know, we had Rico Lewis playing that inverted role, and it was a bit like it. We were just very stop start actually. Like the Southampton win this weekend was the first time this season we put three wins in a row on the bounce in all competitions, which is kind of crazy, really, when you think about it. You know, we've had like 18 win streaks in the past. Like, I think we went 23 unbeaten two years ago. So, for the first time to hit three, that's a start for us. So, like, I think you know, with a bit of momentum, Haaland fit now, and you know, Grealish playing well, which we I've been waiting for for like two yeah. years, really. I think we're coming into it a bit. But you know, that's not to write off Arsenal. It'll be a close game. But I think psychology plays a part in this running end of the season. And I think we just have the edge, similar to how United did in the 90s because it was sort of conditioning and they'd done it so much. They know what it takes. It's a novelty for Arsenal. And I think that could hinder them.
2: I think just, just to follow on from that, I think like what you're saying is Arsenal, every win, and I know it sounds very cliche, but every win is taking so much mental exhaustion. Because when you say every game is a cup final for 20 games, that is, that is so tiring for you mentally to go into every game thinking we have to win, we have to win, we have to win. Whereas City just go into games being like, all right, let's just do what we do. Let's just roll over Southampton 4-1, no big deal. Whereas Arsenal, the Leeds game, it's like we, we won and in the end it was so convincing. But the whole crowd for the first 30 minutes before we score is tense. There's so much tension, whereas you're playing relaxed and I think you were you were speaking about the difference between like prime Liverpool and Arsenal. I think Arsenal in 3 years if all goes to plan will be that prime Liverpool but right now that was Ben White's I believe and I think Ben White was our worst performer. I think that was his first uh, game at Anfield um under conditions like that uh, and it, you could kind of see because some players just he was rocked. You could see he was properly like tilted. You could And he was making passes and thinking like, why on earth, how are these Liverpool players getting the ball first every time? So yeah, Um, do I think title? I think a big difference between this and the last game we played you. we didn't have Partey, one of our most important players. And we also didn't have Gabriel Jesus. Um, So last game, Niketia... Arteta did say himself, he said the game was decided by the at final action in each box and Haaland was super clinical and Niketia could have scored probably two on that day. So, I think that game, we were, it was actually quite an even game. Uh, you are much stronger than at the Etihad than you are away from home. So, I think you have the advantage there. But we do have some players that come back into the team. So, I think it's going to be a crazy game. Yeah, I can't disagree with any of that. Yeah, that's, that's what's going to come My down. My
0: far too early prediction... <laughs> My outlandish prediction is: there's going to be another Gerard slip moment. Yes. Ask this Arsenal team is giving me that Gerrard storage. He's, he's, he's
1: slipping. For you, then. He's slipping up.
0: I, I think Xhaka <laughs> might do it. I think Xhaka <laughs> might slip
2: or or it, like Yeah, but it's, yeah it'll part. be sometimes, sometimes, the Xhaka headbutt. I will yeah, say. Yeah, I will, I will say. say this is this is talk. Um, I know when we say he lost his head, he was he. He lost it's it not a little as bad bit, but it's not. It's not as, as people speak about Xhaka. He, yeah. he. The only reason why it was so bad was because of what it led to. But him, him, in himself, he got fouled. The ref didn't give it. He then makes a foul, and I think then Trent pushes him, and they get into a bit of argy bargy. Overall, if Trent got a red card because of that yeah. yellow, that people might have been saying like wow, he he's done something smart there. That's that's really intelligent for him. But it was just the fact that Anfield crowd got up, then they scored straight after. And to be honest, he had a horrible game after that, I thought. Um, I thought he he was one of probably our second worst performer after White.
0: Yeah, I googled after just to check because I thought the commentary was going a bit too harsh on him. He's only had four red cards and four yeah, is still quite a high number, but no. like 200... Thirty league yeah. games. Like I think Vieira finished his Premier League round nine. Um, Roy Keane seven. Lee Catamore seven. No,
2: that. also with that as well, three of them came in one season. So since since his last red card, which was against Burnley when he grabbed Ashley Westwood by the throat like that, um, he's he's been fine. To be fair, he's he's still reckless at times, but nah, nowhere near as bad as when he first moved into the league.
0: Enough Xhaka talk anyway. I feel like he gets a harsh... gets a harsh... Um, harsh criticism sometimes in a reputation that he doesn't deserve. I do think he's the one that they will look to replace next year as they kick on. I don't think he's going to be starting week in, week out. But uh, let him have his redemption story for now. Liverpool. We don't have a Liverpool fan on here, but we have football fans. Do they stand any chance of top four is my first question. And secondly, to you, tactitos what did you think of the Trent moving into centre mid in the John Stones, Rico Lewis type beat? Did anyone enjoy that? Because I thought it was a horrible experiment. Uh,
1: I I feel like the thing is, is, people have been calling for it for for a very long time because obviously, like, you know, Trent's creativity, uh, people think, you know, his defensive frailties can kind of get shielded by him playing higher up. But I mean, yeah, it led, it led to, I mean, even if you look at the assist, the assist didn't actually come from him. Uh, being in that role, it actually came from actually going back out to right-back. Um, so I think, I mean, I understand, you know, the, ta- the tactical tacticals why they'd enjoy it because it's, it's something different. It's what people have kind of been, been looking for, hoping for for a while. But I don't think it's something that's going to continue.
3: No, you've got to look at what Pep said this weekend about Kyle Walker. So someone asked Pep. Could Kyle Walker play that inverted John, Stone, yeah. John Stones role, that Rico Lewis role? And Pep flat out said no. He now, the thing he is, he, yeah, he absolutely can't. Exactly. <laughs> now, Trent Trent's a better footballer than Kyle Walker. Undisputably, he is. With the ball at his feet, he's a better footballer. But that. um. <laughs> when you're playing that pivot role it's about the dictation of tempo you know and I think Trent he's always been described particularly when Liverpool were flying and he had that protection of a prime Van Dijk and Henderson when he had legs and Fabinho when he had legs I mean I think the guy's 29 but I don't know what's happened to him but that protection sort of gone around him he was described as a quarterback was where he could sort of play those switch passes and we know he can do it so well um,
1: <laughs>
3: no Arsenal Sander <Sunday> yet <laughs> um yeah, but like you know, I I, I just think um, it's it's a lot of money. it's like a WWE match. You know, it? it's, it's going. Let's yeah, pause. I don't know who's into Jordan. <laughs> it's, my bro- it's my brother. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: amazing! Yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah. That.
3: Like I've, what I was saying, like basically, he can't play the role. I think he tried it today, you know. But I think the thing with with Liverpool at the moment, they're in a. They're in a transitional phase that they didn't want to get themselves in in the first place. They've got a decrepit spine, really, and that shows when Trent goes into that role. What he needs is protection, whether he's at right back or in midfield. And it, you you know, it kind of showed today. He still got quality on the ball, and it took one moment to get that equalizer as we saw. Um, but. I think until Liverpool, you know, rebuild that squad to the level that it was three years ago, I don't think he can facilitate that role the same way players can at City or like. I think Ben White could, for instance, at Arsenal. I think he could fit that role like a glove going into the pivot. That's just an example off the top of my head of something that could work.
2: Also, sorry to interrupt. Aside from just the fact that he can't tempo dictate, when you said Ben White, I'd say Zinchenko for Arsenal is the main guy who does that. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Your Rico Lewis and um, John Stones. They all win their duels, which I don't really think Trent does. Trent Trent isn't that guy that if you get into a 50 50 aerial, Zinchenko, you wouldn't think so. He's very strong aerially. John Stones is probably one of the best in the world when it comes to aerial jewels and probably even ground jewels. Um so when you're playing against transitions, you want someone who's going to be able to stop it or at least have the nouse that maybe Zinchenko has at times where he's able to knock someone over a little bit, not get a blatant yellow card but he's able to slow down the attack because he's been doing that his whole career whereas Trent right now he he's so exposed against transitions so when you've got him in that midfield's area a player's just gone past him and then your 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 aim is when in a 3-2 rest defense is to protect that middle of the pitch and if you've got Trent there you're not able to do that I would say
3: yeah Another thing I noticed as well that was happening in the game, after Arsenal had gone to up when Trent was pushing into midfield, Fabinho, and I don't think he was instructed to do it, but he was instinctively then dropping into the back four. So you weren't even creating a numerical advantage once Trent, Trent was making that advance into the defensive mid-roll. He was going centre-half, and then Van Dijk was being skewed out towards the right-hand side to try and cover that Martinelli overload. So it was all a bit of a mess and an, an experiment that, I mean, I guess they can afford to do it now because we're going to come on to it. But I, I don't think they're going to get top four at this point, so I think they can maybe afford to do it.
0: I think you've answered that pretty comprehensively. I don't think anyone thinks they're going to get top four now. Looking at, it, I think they're thirteen points off really? United, yeah. so um, I don't see that. Chelsea happen. are close no. to the yeah, relegation
3: zone. Yeah, Chelsea are close to the relegation zone. And Liverpool are to the top four, so there you go. <laughs> okay, there you go. <laughs>
1: Terrainous. Those now, those two, those two, as... <coughs> yeah. yeah, those those two, just it's harassment versus harassment. There's no there's no flirting <laughs> out of those two. They're just both just stink, just stinking up. <laughs> crazy. Uh,
0: last question before we wrap this this reaction, because I love him, and I'm I i would not say I'm surprised he's going, but I think there's a market for him, and he's popped up and scored the equaliser again, and I think he loves scoring against Arsenal. I don't have the facts to prove it; I just have the it's memories. Bobby. Bobby Firmino hey, Bobby. couldn't he do a job at, if you're Arsenal eat a free transfer if you're Newcastle someone to fill your new are you surprised and where do you think he's going to end up because I still think he can do a job week in week out in the Premier
3: League yeah,
1: he's a good player I think you it's end up out outside the league because do you know what it is I feel like when players um who are at like big clubs, you know, kind of find themselves out of favour, you, you you think like a natural move would be, you know, somewhere within the league. But sometimes they tend to do these these weird deals where they'll go to like France or they'll go to, you know, they'll go to like Ronaldo for example. Like a lot of people would have thought Ronaldo mm. would have moved, moved within the league. He's, he's done PSG, then he's gone to Roma. So I feel like, um I don't think Firmino will go to PSG. I feel like maybe... Uh,
3: I think like Roma or somewhere in Italy, you know, maybe, like, a, maybe like an Italian, Italian. Maybe Juventus. Yeah.
1: Juventus might might yeah. be might a I can see that happening. Maybe somewhere with slower pace of football. Yeah, possibly, I can see yeah. that happening. But yeah, yeah I think I don't he think could people
2: realize this this season. I just I just ran the numbers. He's scored. He's got a goal or assist every 87 minutes for Liverpool, uh, and he's scored more than Darwin Nunes this season, even though he's played such limited minutes. Um, yeah, he's he's barely played a role, but he's still been really good. Probably as productive as productive as he's ever been. And I think that's skewed because I think he got maybe three goals and two assists versus Bournemouth that or something. Bournemouth was like that. that Bournemouth. Yeah, yeah, it's two. He goals. He went things. crazy that game. But still aside from that, he's still output's been really good. So I I agree. I don't see him in the Prem just because I don't know. I think he respects Liverpool too much. He, he's given them yeah. so much. I don't. I don't think he'd go to a rival, and he's too good to go anywhere further below that. Um, Newcastle would be a funny wild card, but they've they've got enough strikes as it is. Um, so I could see him as as Karen said, going to like a PSG, a, an AC Milan sort of thing. I, yeah. I think he could definitely. Did you not see him as
1: like a third midfielder? Time.
2: That's what I was oh, going to say. Then because I think
1: third that at Newcastle. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I saw, I saw. I was thinking. I was trying to remember who you said it, but yeah, the third, the third midfielder, like kind of not Joe Linton, but like that. That's kind of I don't know why that's kind of was sprung to mind like that. That kind of nine or like false nine to 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 midfield. Yeah, he's never range. someone
3: that's gonna lead a line anywhere. That's what you have got to look at now. So it's like, where do you fit him in? He worked so well at Liverpool in his prime because of Salah and Mane almost playing as like inside forwards that were actually ahead of him. So you know, and he's it's, physically it's where you better fit him as well. Exactly. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. So as I say, a third midfielder, as game.
2: like a, as like a second striker, I think. Um, but yeah, it will be interesting anyway because I think he's. I still think he's got quite a lot to offer. To be fair.
0: Yeah, I think he's. Uh, I think it's a shame he's leaving the league. I, I would have liked to see him. I think he could have maybe, still on a job at Liverpool next year. Seems seems. Uh, out of all the players there. He's quite low down on the list of people I would be looking to move on after seeing what Fabinho and Henderson and even Andy Robertson and
3: Phases is, is doing. I yeah, think I, there's a lot
0: more urgent replacements. I about. heard
3: Watford are looking to replace Charles Pedro, though. so... I mean, yeah. <laughs> what would you mean to Watford, mate? Let's do it. I'll have that all
0: day. Why not? Um, right, lads, to wrap it up in one word, well, maybe two if your answer is Man City. Who's going to win the league? Adam, kick us
3: off. Uh, it's, I've got to back my team, surely. Man City. Yeah. That's usual. You're going to say
1: the same city
2: James I have to say Arsenal I can't say Man City it would be pathetic for me to say that so yeah I'll go Arsenal exactly